I wanted to create a podcast platform, like what I offer to the world, tools and resources, because nowadays everything has a price tag and it can become mm-hmm. pretty expensive to start a podcast because everybody's telling you, you need to have this $500 mic, you have to have this kind of studio, you have to have this. And it kind of puts the pressure on people to not release their podcast or they feel they're not good enough to release their podcast. And some people just record, 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 but do not release any episodes because they never think it's good enough. But I do have to tell you, podcasting is a learning process. Mm -hmm. Your first episode is not going to be as good as your 10th episode. Your 10th episode is not going to be good as your 20th and so forth. So every new episode you do, you get significantly better. Whether it's a small change or a big change, you get better because you're learning from it. Well, Mm -hmm. at least you should be learning from it. (laughs) I was going to say, ideally, your episodes are getting better each time. Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and in today's episode, we're talking about the educational value of podcasts. And here to talk about this topic with me is an old friend that you guys probably haven't heard the voice of in quite a while, <laughs> unless you've been listening to his podcast as much as I have. Uh, we have Alex from the Time for Your Hobby podcast. Alex, remind the good people who you are. Hi, my name's Alex, a good old podcasting friend to... Brendan, you know, we go way back, you know, we used to have diapers and podcasts and we didn't do that. But uh, yeah, we go way back. So I'm a host of a podcast, like Brendan said, of Time for Your Hobby. I interview people from all walks of life from around the world about their hobbies. And Brendan was a guest on my show. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, have to, I'll have to find which episode that was, but he was a wonderful and pleasant guest. And <laughs> yeah, I'm found on all the platforms, cliche to, uh, thing to say, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Instagram at Time for Your Hobby and also Twitter at TFYH Podcast. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll, be- I'll definitely put all the links down in the description so people can go find you. Uh, Alex here has a fantastic show. I used to listen to it all the time, and uh, I've been a little out of my podcast loop lately. I haven't been listening to anybody's shows lately, but I I definitely you know would recommend this one if, if you're going to listen to a, a podcast, especially you know we're we're all about community here. We're all about supporting other podcasters you know that aren't the the big time famous actors that have podcasts. So if you're looking for a nice mm-hmm. uh, indie podcast, this is definitely one you're going to want to sink your sink your teeth into. So on that note, though, as you guys may have mentioned or as you guys may have realized in my little intro there. This is not exactly an ag topic, but it does relate to agricultural education because this being a podcast dedicated to education and to teaching others about agriculture, Mm -hmm. finding ways to convey that information to the general public in the most efficient and and enjoyable way possible is always going to be the goal of this podcast. And Mm -hmm. that being said, you know, this being an educational podcast, it's important that we have this, this discussion about why podcasts can be used as a form of education in the first place. Um, Alex, you had brought up to me that you've had a, a more recent, you know, interest in educational podcasts. So would you kind of want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, I've always really been interested in teaching other people how to podcast and mm-hmm. the way I teach people isn't necessarily saying it's one way to do it. There's multiple ways to podcast. Mm-hmm. There's no one straight route that tells you, oh, well, this is the only way to get a podcast going. I just give you the tools and tell you how the tools can be used. And it's really up to you hmm. on how you want to use them. Some people want to use them in different ways than I do. And that's perfectly fine because there's different techniques. People have different microphones, different studios, different areas of recording. Well, well the whole shebang is you just got to find a way that it works for you. And when you're sending out important information like Brendan does for his podcast, you just got to find a groove. Maybe you want to do something similar to Brendan or you want to do something completely different, but send a very similar message. That's cool. You just got to find your own groove that works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would 100% agree with that. I think that's something that, you know, kind of dipping back into to um the ag side of things because you know we had to mention at some point during this conversation um ag podcasts you know that are similar to to mine in terms of their educational style are becoming more and more common and the funny thing is i've seen a lot of people kind of fall into the same traps that you and i fell into alex is you know Mm -hmm. whenever they first start they don't really know what to do or what they want to you know get out and and kind of how they want to organize their episodes or their content it kind of just scrambles out of there and then they have to spend time trying to figure out how to get it all 
you know, the way they want it. And, and that can <laughs> often lead to confusion and a little bit of frustration and, you know, discourage some people to, to go down that route. But as somebody who went through those struggles and, and has finally worked through them and is pretty comfortable with my product now, I would definitely say that, mm-hmm. you know, especially for those they're trying to trying to teach through podcasts, do not give up. You know, there, there's a lot of resources out there that can help with this kind of stuff. There's a lot of value that can come from the spoken word. I mean, people for ages have read books for information. Now the new book is audiobooks and podcasts and people look for this kind of stuff for their educational value. I mean, we even have, you know, TikTok, which is commonly commonly referred to as you know tiktok university is this you know this idea that that there's all kinds of people on tiktok that are sharing ideas that are educational that people didn't really know about but they wouldn't have even looked for on their own it kind of just got brought right in front of them um and i think podcasts can do kind of the same thing as long as they're used you know like you said alex effectively and and to you know to to the degree that they can get out the information you want them to be able to get out and another thing to keep in mind also, if you are teaching people about a certain topic, let's say it's agriculture, keep in mind that it's okay for you to learn as well along the process. It's not just you go in and you have to know every single thing. It's always a learning process. For me, I'm still learning about podcasting and different techniques and even editing. And I'm sure Brendan is still learning about agriculture as well. So he's always improving. So everybody is a teacher and a student at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a huge part of it is, you know, a big thing we push on this show is, you know, community and helping each other and kind of boosting each other up. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we always try to focus on helping, you know, small creators get, you know, get their feet wet and help even large creators, you know, find find their audience and find their place in the whole mess. Um, and you, you brought up a really interesting point, Alex, that even, you know, even if you're a master podcaster, there's still always things to learn. Mm-hmm. And there's always new things out there to, to try to absorb and use in, in your own practice. Um, so that actually kind of leads me to a question I have for you. So this could be regarding podcasting itself or just, you know, what uh, your interactions with your guests through your podcast. But have, have you learned anything interesting or kind of, you know, what's something that you've really enjoyed learning, um, whether it be from listening to podcasts or talking to someone on your show or working with other podcasters? Um, is there anything that really caught your attention? And it could be, like I said, completely off the wall, random, not even related to podcasting itself. Um, well, that's a very, very good question because I learn something every single time I talk to somebody on my podcast because my podcast is simply not simply, but it's interviewing people about their hobbies and everybody brings in something different. Mm -hmm. And what I'm learning is more about the individual themselves, more about their connection to their hobby. And for me, that's, it makes me happy to come. Sometimes they start off like a little shy, but then once we start getting the ball rolling, boy they get so into it like okay well i did this and this and like oh cool and it's just i love learning more in my sense of curiosity to just know more about that individual sounds creepy it's not (laughs) in that kind of way but my sense of curiosity to learn more about what this individual like happiness is what makes them tick is what makes me want to do it more and more and more other than that learning along the line of Let's say podcasting. I use a lot of Twitter to learn more about podcasting, Reddit as well. Um, but mostly my biggest lesson from this podcast is that we're all very similar. The amount of times people have had similar answers to the questions, even though they're doing completely different hobbies, really narrows down the focus that at the end of the day, we are all trying to look for happiness, trying to find that peace of mind. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that a lot of podcasters could relate to you as well. In you know, in saying that they learn something from their guests almost every time they talk to them, um, you know, even on this show, which is supposed to be educational and teach others about things, you know, I, I've never once gone into a conversation and and not learned something from my guests. Even the guests who have you know no idea about agriculture, they bring something to my attention that I had no idea about. So there's always that cool exchange of ideas. Um, and there's almost something to be said about you can't really teach someone something if you're not learning at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And to that degree, I mean, Alex, you wouldn't necessarily consider your podcast an educational podcast, would you? Um, that, that, <laughs> Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> because I say yes, because it allows people to learn more about hobbies. I even had somebody who reached out to me who wanted to use my podcast for their um, dissertation for their PhD oh, for wow. university. <laughs> so at that point, I guess it is an educational tool. 
Mm. And also, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I had or have listeners from other countries. So maybe Japan, they reached out to me maybe a year ago. They said they listen to my podcast, not necessarily just for the hobbies, but also to improve their English. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, and that's not the main goal of my podcast, but it is a tool for them to improve their English while learning something interesting, like a hobby. Yeah, interesting. That yeah, I never even considered that possibility. But that I mean, you know, that when when you put it that way, um, there's there's even more potential outside of just the content you're talking about, right? There's you know, you learn a lot about language and about you know sentence structure and all that kind of stuff especially with your voice because you talk very slowly and clearly so people can understand what you're saying um a <laughs> little bit different than my rambling that kind of comes out of my episodes um but no i think that's, that's a really solid point and you know that kind of goes back to um you know one of the points I was, I was trying to get at there which is even a podcast that's not initially intended to be educational often is educational mm-hmm. um you know e- e- you know your podcast is mostly dedicated to highlighting some of the hobbies that other people find interesting and, and they give them happiness and kind of learning more about those hobbies. But in doing that, you, you know, you're learning a lot of things, your audience is learning about those hobbies and, and what, what it takes to do them. And not just that, but like you mentioned that, that passion that some people can have for the things that they love. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would still consider that educational, you know? Um, and I think that most podcasts tend to fall into that, that ring of, you know, even if they're talking about something completely fun and goofy, there's going to be somebody who brings an experience that completely changes the table and everyone learns something from it. And that's the kind of the cool part about, you know, having a guest driven podcast is that you can just have new information all the time because everyone has different experiences and everyone looks at things in a different light. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, especially for your podcast as well, you could have multiple guests talking about the exact same topic. Let's say raising chickens, for mm-hmm. example. Now, one person could say one certain thing like, well, I like to do them in the middle of the night because it gives these types of benefits. And mm-hmm. somebody else could say, well, I like to do it during the day. I'm not sure if this is a thing that or not, but <laughs> it gives that perspective to your listeners saying, okay, well, Bob does it like this and Joe does it like that. It's kind of cool to see how they intertwine and it actually forces, in a kind way, forces your guests to do some cross analysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really does. And I, I've seen that firsthand in, you know, in my episodes, like you mentioned, um, I'll have people who come on and ask the exact same questions a lot. You know, people who, you know, some people will come on and say, hey, what's the deal with, um, I don't know, what, what's the deal with, uh, with the beef industry? And somebody, somebody else will come on and be like, hey, is everything okay with the beef industry? Like, you know, same question, but then I explain it, you know, the same way to them and they have very different responses to it. And, you know, one of them mm-hmm. might be, oh, well, that's, that's interesting or, oh, that's not what I thought it was. And they just kind of leave it alone because everyone's going to view that differently depending on why they're asking that question. Um, It's just, it it shows how much diversity of ideas go on with these kinds of conversations. And um, that was really cool for me, at least because I was really worried for a long time that having a format where people would ask me questions and I would attempt to answer them and teach them about things. I was worried that we were going to get a lot of repeating questions. And what we do, we have very, very different conversations for each of those questions, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of podcasting. You could teach <laughs> in different kind of ways. And you were mentioning at one point that you get something from every single interview you have. Mm-hmm. This is not necessarily agriculture related, but here is a, something that you will remember. And you'd be like, really? That's a thing? Did you know babies do not have kneecaps and they grow in around the age of three? So I, the only reason <laughs> I know that is because I have nieces that I was taught that about when they were born. But before that, I did not know that. And I think most people would not know that without having children. <laughs> okay, well, here's another one. Did you know chocolate milk does not come from chocolate cows? <laughs> now that's <laughs> yes, a callback. There, there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a throwback, a good one. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you passed the test. Good job. <laughs> uh, no, I, I still think about that episode where you gave an entire explanation of you know getting the the chocolate from cacao beans and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, that was a lot more complicated than I had anticipated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I don't know many things, but I know certain things. Yes. Yes. Um, I will teach you something. Uh, Did you know that baby uh, animals often don't have fully developed stomachs until they're at least a few months old. And so they have one tube that leads from their throat all the way into their small intestine for drinking milk. Huh. So does that mean the intestine itself turns into a stomach? Like it kind of just expands? Uh, Kind of. It's more like it gets kind of huh. cut off and absorbed into the stomachs and, and, you know, the other parts of the digestive systems. 
Um, but yeah, as opposed to humans who have, you know, their stomach is the same throughout their life. It just grows and, you know, changes form and stuff, but it mostly stays the same in terms of structure and function. Um, with most mammals, the babies that are, well, I would say more, more so with, um, with herbivores with with omnivores they all pretty much have the same stomachs but uh with herbivores yeah their their stomach uh doesn't have any bacteria in it so drinking that milk has a high chance of getting that animal sick so mm-hmm. over time they just developed this it's called the esophageal groove it's just this this tube that leads from their esophagus all the way down to their small intestine um, until they're old enough to develop the bacteria to actually digest the milk it almost sounds like my son. He puts the food <laughs> in his mouth and it goes straight to his diaper. I don't know how. <laughs> uh, it just seems like that's what's happening. Yeah. And now this this just opened a Pandora's box for me. It just makes me wonder what other, let's say, baby farm animals have things that they only develop later on in their lives. Well, that, that that's you kind of start you know started this this train of thought. Now, when you brought up your baby <laughs> your baby kneecaps kind of conversation, it was all planned. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. Um, no, we're going off the script now, but <laughs> no, the, uh, yeah, no, there, there's a lot of things that baby, especially farm animals have that, you know, baby humans don't develop for a long time and, and vice versa, you know, like, you know, like baby humans may have a, a stomach developed from birth where farm animals have to build theirs, but most farm animals can walk after, you know, an hour of being born, maybe even sooner than that. And for humans, mm-hmm. it usually takes a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Has- yeah, sorry for opening up that Pandora box. <laughs> we'll have to save that for another episode. Yes, yeah, that we'll have a whole episode just on baby animals. <laughs> oh, that, that would be cool. It could be me going, "Wow, really? Huh? I didn't know that." <laughs> and then, and then you'll bring in the stories about your son, and then we can relate it to. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, but no, I th- I think that one of the one of the really interesting things about podcasts is that you're seeing them become a lot more common in the education sphere. Um, so, you know, at my college and in a lot of my classes, uh, they're allowing podcasts to be used as educational material now. So you can find podcasts to use as, as references and resources for papers you're writing. Um, you can even record podcast episodes as a form of, you know, presenting an assignment. Um, we're seeing this, this platform evolve from something that's just, you know, a fun hobby and something that's, that's a lot more practical for an educational platform. And I think it's kind of cool that we're actually getting to see that firsthand. Yeah, when that person approached me to ask me for that, I was like so honored. <laughs> it just it felt so cool that it was used in a paper for an educational reason. And I would hope that it'd be used again. I don't know if I'm worthy of it again, but <laughs> if I am, that'd be a great honor. Uh, yeah, I just would love it. And the fact that a podcast like yours and mine, and I'm sure many, many more, can help teach people intentionally or unintentionally mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing yeah sorry i wasn't sure i didn't want to cut you off i wasn't sure if you were done and <laughs> scene <laughs> all right <laughs> um no that, i think that you know that that is really it's, it's really valuable to get to watch that kind of thing happen um because we we kind of joined the podcasting sphere uh i would say in its in its infancy as a trend i mean podcasting has been around a lot longer than our podcasts have but mm-hmm. um you know they were pretty much almost exclusively professionally developed you know there, there wasn't a whole lot of like indie podcasters for a while and we kind of got to watch the birth of the indie podcast generation and now they're being implemented not just as a you know as a another form of content creation but they're being implemented as you know sources of income they're being implemented as sources of self-expression and artistic value um mm-hmm. we're seeing them integrated in all types of different you know aspects of, of society that it's it's almost like you know it, it's i we're going to have kids pretty soon that are like, there was a time before podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Weren't they always there like rocks right. and sand and trees? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually surprised you haven't posted a meme about that yet. It's coming. It's coming. I will. <laughs> uh, for any of you who don't know, if you don't follow Alex on any of the social media platforms, you should because he posts the most high quality podcasting memes I've ever seen. They make me laugh every time I see them because they're too true. Um <laughs> Uh, you know i get so much time they're like oh this would be a good meme and i'm like okay cool will it hit will it stick will it not stick i don't know but let's throw it up there maybe somebody will like it right (laughs) no they're always great every time i see them i'm like man that is too true like i you can't like there's a certain level that you have to cringe at because you know that it's true about you but at the same time it's too funny not to laugh at um see that's that's where i go in i'm like you know what i want to be that educational podcaster but i also 
can make fun of myself yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and that that's a good that's a good it's a good line you have to you have to write on. You know, if you're too much of a you know a hard headed you know my podcast is is the best, and I'm I'm not you know that kind of person who's just going to promote it all the time. Mm-hmm. Then you're no fun to talk to. You got to be able to make fun of yourself mm-hmm. and goof around. Yes, yes. For your listeners listening, I'm bald. There's a bunch of things you can make about that. A bunch <laughs> of jokes. Uh, I can say I'm not bald. I'm aerodynamic. You know, just the, the field is yours. Choose what you want. Exactly. I can take it. And and that you know that kind of transitions into a point that I, I wanted to get into with this whole conversation. Ironically enough, mm-hmm. um, which is that you know, like your your memes about podcasting and your ability to make fun of yourself. You know, having that self awareness and self expression in a podcast is huge for the relatability of the listeners. Um, I mean, I, w- I would say that a lot of the educational platform, because, you know, from the educational perspective, at least a lot of the more educational type platforms that we often view like YouTube videos and, you know, sometimes even TikToks, but TikToks are kind of in that same realm of podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, research papers, they have no personality, you know, they're just raw information and they're very, you know, organized in a very professional way. You know, podcasts and, and TikToks and like some of these other more uh, creative platforms give you a lot of ability of, to, to show some personality with the information that's coming along with it. And I think that's why they're so effective in, in education is that people can relate to the, the voice that they're hearing and understand the words that they're saying. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing with podcasting nowadays, it's even more accessible for people to start one Mm -hmm. and just teach people about different things yes there is a lot of misinformation out there but there is a lot of good information out there and as people who are podcasting and listening you have to do your due diligence to filter out a bunch of information go for credible sources that's why i do a podcast about hobbies it's not that credible because well, not, not that credible. It's like, okay, cool. Take it as it is. Hobbies can be very subjective and you just enjoy it. I am not qualified to do any medical or the uh, law type of podcasts. <laughs> do not listen to me. If I ever offer any medical advice or law ex- advice or even agricultural advice. Remember, <laughs> I recently learned about the brown cow and chocolate milk. Yeah. Crazy world. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 just just for uh just for safety purposes for this podcast any legal advice that is provided by alex is, is not supported by talk agony <laughs> yeah you can use it in memes that's that's all it's good for yes exactly <laughs> now i i just imagine the uh the person who wrote their phd that used your podcast as a reference they're, they're going to hear this and their phd is now void because they use <laughs> an illegitimate source yeah their, their professor is listening to this episode like what <laughs> You mean Damn it, Alex! <laughs> you mean you're not a uh, you're not a, a professional that has that has a doctorate in podcasting? It's all a mirage. It's all <laughs> fake. I know nothing about hobbies. The questions. <laughs> I don't know anything about questions. I just, it's it, one of those AI machines. This is not my real voice. I talk like this most of the time. It's, it's, so it's, it's a cover up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have, you have a voice modifier on, you have yeah, an automatic yeah, yeah. question generator. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all, it's all an illusion. <laughs> it's all AI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not even a real person. What, yeah. Why would you, t- why would you say that? <laughs> no, the moment you say that, I'm just going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Your real name's not even Alex. It's Alexa. You were just hiding this entire time. But. My real name is Hobby Alex. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I want to be very sneaky, so I just did the reverse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Makes, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, Perfect plan. Yes. But no, I think that, you know, this conversation is one that's kind of weird and interesting because mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to look at podcasts from the perspective of you're just doing that for fun. Well, yeah, we are. You know, that that's kind of the whole purpose. We wouldn't be doing it if you weren't having fun with it. But that doesn't mean there's not value here. You know, every relationship that we build here, every conversation we have, every connection we make leads to one more person feeling heard and feeling like what they said mattered. And all the listeners who are connecting with those thoughts and and with those conversations, too, they're feeling like, you know, there's somebody out there who's like me or there's somebody out there who taught me something new. And all of that ties back into this whole, you know, conversation about value of podcasts on top of just the educational mm-hmm. value there's also that personal value people have a a new way of connecting with others and hearing their authentic voices instead of just reading their twitter posts mm-hmm. and actually this leads me to ask you because this is what i built my podcast around the idea that i know everybody's not going to love every single episode i make mm. 
maybe they're gonna love a few hand a handful of episodes or maybe they'll, they'll listen to them all but i know no one is gonna listen to every single one because the way my podcast is made is just a pick and choose if somebody's interested in rollerblades cool listen to rollerblades somebody who is not interested in walking then don't listen to the walking one but if you're curious about walking listen to it mm-hmm. you will learn something i had somebody who didn't listen to the pole dancing one because they thought it was all about strippers. And I told them, no, it's not about stripping. The actual person, my dear friend, is actually a doctor. And she does pole dancing as an exercise. He's like, oh, cool, really? So he ended up listening to it. And he said, Alex, I listened to it. And yeah, you're right. It just got rid of a bunch of misconceptions. Mm -hmm. And this comes back to, we do this for fun. We love doing this. We love sharing people's voices, people's stories. And Somebody will listen to it and somebody will take so much more, not meaning, but they will, it will connect to them a lot harder because you're like, you know what? I believe in what Brendan has to say. I like the way he's approaching this. He has calm and collected, friendly. He knows what he's talking about and he's bringing on people that makes me want to learn more about it. So we are, I'd say podcasters are initiators in a sense that we trigger curiosity for certain for like topics like agriculture or hobbies like we might not have all the answers but we trigger that initiation to like maybe want to learn more about it Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and you know like like you were just saying there, adding that value is something that can't just be done for fun i mean while it is fun Mm -hmm. for us it's something that is so much more meaningful than that um, it's not just that we're able to, to laugh and get a, and get a kick out of all of this, you know, it's that the people that we're able to connect with and the stories we're able to tell and the things that we're able to teach, they add value to our lives, they have value to the guests lives, they, you know, being able to go on to a podcast and share your story, even as a podcaster, that's exciting. You know, whenever somebody says, hey, I want you on my mm-hmm. show to tell to talk about something for a while. You're like, whoa, somebody thinks I'm important <laughs> enough to talk to me. <laughs> and having that's my feeling right now (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's it's something that is so much more than just yeah it's a fun project that i do you know um i remember when i started my podcast a bunch of my friends were like oh so are you gonna like make make money off of it and i was like no probably not i really don't care if i do and like well why are you doing it if you're not gonna make money off of it it sounds just like a waste of time I was like, well, it's, you know, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. But I think that there's a lot more potential here than you guys are giving it credit for. Um, (laughs) You have to keep in mind, when I started my podcast, there were next to no ag ed based podcasts. There were very, very few agriculture based podcasts in general, and almost none of them were focused on educating others about agriculture. It was just about markets and Mm -hmm. prices and industry stuff. So Mm -hmm. I not only had the responsibility of trying to find ways to implement content that didn't exist yet, but I was also seeing this opportunity as like, hey, I might be one of the first people to get to do this. And that's huge for me, you know? And when I realized how important it was to have that message out there and how much people were eager to learn about this kind of stuff and come on and ask questions and have conversations, all the, you know, the work I put in, all the tireless hours of, of editing and all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden was like, okay, this is why I was doing this, you know? And you know what? Um, I don't know if this you can relate to this as well, but in the way we are creating history, we're capturing history mm-hmm. in our podcast. We Whether are. it's a small conversation with somebody, we get to share that. And maybe somebody further down the line, whether it's still relevant or not relevant, you can look at it and say, oh, cool. This is how they did it in the year 2019, 2020, 2021 or so. And also you're talking about getting paid. Like it was the same thing for me. When I started the podcast, I didn't think I was going to get paid. I didn't do it for the money. I just did it. And now I have patrons who support my podcast. It's not enough to like quit my day job to do it, but <laughs> I do greatly appreciate it. And, but if they were to pull out just because they can't like they have money issues or like they just don't want to do it anymore. That's cool. It's not going to make me stop podcasting. It's a wonderful and kind bonus. I want to give a shout out to my patrons. Thank you for all the support. And I just want to say that this podcast will go on with or without money being sent over to me because for me, it's more, it's important that I share people's voices. And I feel like it's the same for you. You got to take a timestamp of where you are right now and share what the agricultural world looks like or where it's going towards so it can actually help people understand everything a little more clearer. Yes. No, exactly. And I think that on top of that, it's, you know, 
there there's a certain level of you know when we start a podcast it's like yeah it'd be kind of cool to get to talk on a microphone and have people hear my voice uh, but as you start to get into those interviews and start having those guests on you start realizing that their stories are so much more important than anything you're ever going to be able to say <laughs> <laughs> and it, it gets it gets to a point where you're like you're even more excited about getting to hear their voices than you are about hearing your own. Cause after, trust me, after a few hours of editing, you get real sick of your voice real quick. <laughs> you get to realize the words you keep on repeating over and over again. And the little sounds like your guests are always perfect. But when you listen to your own creation and you listen to your own voice, you're like, why are you the way you are? <laughs> I, to this day, cannot listen to like, I, I've tried going back and listening to older episodes and I can do it occasionally, but there are so many that I'm just like, that was terrible. Not my guess. My guess was great. <laughs> I was terrible, but mm-hmm. no, it's just getting to hear other people's stories and getting to share those. Like you mentioned is, is so special. And on top of that, even, you know, like on, on, on my side of things, I definitely relate to you from, you know, we're, we're making a mark in history here. Um, by getting to share these stories and by getting to record these experiences. But on my perspective, this is a huge deal for me because I get to watch people who have no experience with agriculture get to really absorb that information and, and take what you know take from it what mm-hmm. they want to and, and kind of craft this new idea for something that they really had no reference for before. And that's a that's the whole reason I want to be a teacher is getting to see that that light, you know, flicker on behind somebody's eyes and you know, get to see them get excited about a topic they never would have even thought about if I hadn't brought it up to them. So while there's like the <laughs> there's like the selfish like, yeah, I'm a podcast or whatever kind of, <laughs> kind of behavior. There's also like the no, I get to really help people who never would have had a voice before have a voice and get to share their story mm-hmm. and get to learn things with people listening to us. So this is like a this is a big deal. Yo, check this out. This is a this sounds like a stupid idea, but I think it's something that all podcasters should do. Once you die and you're on your gravestone, you have a QR code to all your episodes. <laughs> so people who are visiting the graveyard can be like, oh, cool. This this person who apparently is egotistical added their podcast on their gravestone. But then you get to listen to it. You're like, oh, cool. This is what this person did in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, actually, that's that actually is a really cool <laughs> idea. It, it, it sounds silly when you think about it, but it, it actually I use podcasts as a way of capturing the memories that I've made mm-hmm. you know, over my life. Um, when I was in high school, because I, I started my podcast my senior year of high school, um, I used it to capture as much of my high school experience as I could at that time. I did a pretty good job. I, I listen to those old, those old episodes now, and I just think about how things were back when I recorded them. Um, I actually had a, a teacher that I was really close with that actually helped me start the podcast. Uh, he passed away a couple of years after I started it, and... I still go back and listen to his episode every now and then whenever I need motivation to keep going mm. and being able to capture his voice. I mean, I I posted that episode um, on the anniversary of, of when he passed away as like a, hey, if you guys are missing him, try listening to this. And it like got over 600 views over the course of a couple oh, hours. Wow. I mean, people were wow. ecstatic to hear his voice again. And it helped a lot of people, you know, get to cope with that. And get to really get a piece of his personality that was kind of, you know, saved in time. It wasn't just lost. Um, and that kind of taught me the value of, of, you know, being able to record these conversations and preserve them, um, both for the sake of, you know, your, your loved ones getting to hear your voice again after you're gone, but also all of those stories you collected, all of those memories that you preserved, they're no longer just going to be stuck in your head or maybe you have them in a notebook somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now they're available for anyone to hear at any time and they can, you know, be cherished and remembered. And even like your guests can go back and, and show their families like, Hey, I was on this podcast with this guy. He's, he's gone now, but look at all the cool stuff we talked about. And I think that's just, you know, it's something that's unlike any other. And that's why I also say it's very important for podcasters or people who are thinking of getting into podcasting. Once you're done podcasting, save all your episodes in on a website called archive.org. Mm. So this is the archive of the internet. It's free. It doesn't work as a perfect rss feed podcasting host but it's like it saves everything from the internet so and it doesn't cost anything so that way if 15 years or sorry 15 50 100 years from now if that site's still up you can have it and people can go check out so that's another tip for people who are interested in saving their podcasts later on to share with future generations 
So this is why I bring Alex on here. He has the actual like good <laughs> podcasting tips. I just kind of talk. <laughs> uh, I, I I is good at talking. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you like some of the some of the TikToks you post, like the the useful tips for podcasters. I save all of those and I look back on them and actually use them. Yeah, you know what? I should do more of those. I took a break because I got busy with podcasting and uh, also voice acting. I'm, oh yeah, uh, I'm all over the place, but. Yeah, I, I do want to do more. I do have a giant list of resources that I want to share with everybody. Yes. It's on my Twitter page. And then uh, there's over 100 different websites with tools and resources and how-tos. Yeah. No, and it's free. It, <laughs> and, and that stuff is like infinitely useful, especially for new podcasters that are trying to figure out how everything works. I mean, nothing scarier than hopping into something for the first time and not having any help and trying to figure figure it all out on your own. Yeah, take it from me. I was once three years old and apparently I walked into the pool, sank to the <laughs> bottom. My dad looked at me saying, what is this idiot doing? I didn't do anything. He jumped in, pulled me out. I did a little shake and kept on walking. Nice. So I jumped in <laughs> <laughs> and apparently I wasn't scared, but that could be a scary moment. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, no, I, I know like just just for example, one of the tools that I, I've been using quite a bit since I, uh, well, I haven't technically used it yet, but I've been looking into quite a bit Uh was from one of your posts it was that voicelink.fm uh the, the voice meter yeah where, where you can have yeah. people call in and use their voices for episodes and all that kind mm. of stuff um yeah no oh, yeah yeah the voicemail sorry that's the other yeah, voicemail one yeah 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 so like i mean just stuff like that it's just it's so it's so cool and so useful to to make podcasting easier and to make your your quality content go up and uh it's just it's, it's just cool yeah and especially so that's my thing as well I wanted to create a podcast platform, like what I offer to the world, tools and resources, because nowadays everything has a price tag and it can become mm -hmm. pretty expensive to start a podcast because everybody's telling you, you need to have this $500 mic, you have to have this kind of studio, you have to have this. And it kind of puts the pressure on people to not release their podcast or they feel they're not good enough to release their podcast. And some people just record, 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 but do not release any episodes because they never think it's good enough. But I do have to tell you, podcasting is a learning process mm -hmm. your first episode is not going to be as good as your 10th episode your 10th episode is not going to be good as your 20th and so forth so every new episode you do you get significantly better whether it's a small change or a big change you get better because you're learning from it well mm -hmm. at least you should be learning from it <laughs> i was gonna say ideally your episodes are getting better yeah. every time. Uh, but no it, it's absolutely true i mean there there are a lot of podcasters that i know that are even you know in the smaller side of, of podcasting some of the indie podcasters that started around the same time that we did and they're a little bit bigger now but they preach and preach and preach about you need to be using this hosting platform and you need to be using this website builder and you need to be using you know this equipment and this software and it's all you know really really expensive to use this kind of stuff and mm -hmm. it's i mean sure their content sounds good but it's not really making that big of a difference in terms of their following in terms of listenership in terms of their interactions i mean maybe it makes their their quality the quality of their content a, a bit better but for that price tag i mean i'm using all software that's completely free and i have a, a decent you know a, a similar following to what they do and it's not all about the following but mm -hmm. it's about you know what how much work and how much money are you willing to put in for what you're going to get out of it? And I'm enjoying the conversations I'm having. I'm not looking to turn this into a massive business. So I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with where I'm at. I don't need to spend a ton of money on new things that aren't going to help me. You know what? One of the most important lessons I've learned from not necessarily from podcasting, but from audio editing is that it doesn't necessarily matter what tool you use. In this case, a DAW, a digital audio workstation. Hmm. It matters on how you use it. Mm -hmm. So you could be like, if you were to spend your money on buying the most expensive, I don't know, recording software, most expensive mic or anything like that, and you do not know how to use it correctly, then it doesn't have the same impact. Mm -hmm. You can find free programs like Audacity. Start off with a USB mic. Even start off with your phone if you'd like mm -hmm. and just work your way. Thinking, okay, well, this is something I want to invest in. This is something I want to keep going. Cool. I'll upgrade to something better. You don't always have to go, must, there's got to be a term, uh, nose first, dive dive into the deep end kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do that right off the bat. Just take steps. And that's, that's one thing that I guess annoys me with the whole social media aspect is that people are always saying, look at me, I just started my podcast 10 days ago and I have over a million downloads. Right. 
okay, thanks. <laughs> and are, how did you get to that? Oh, no, just hard work and this. I'm like, yeah, yeah nothing but else. Really, yeah. Yeah, but like, really? Like, <laughs> did you already have a big following beforehand? Are you, do you have a lot of money? It's like, oh, no. It's like some people are like, oh, it's so easy to start a podcast. Oh, all you need is $100,000 and you're good to go. <laughs> what? Oh. oh, if that's all I needed? Oh, well, let me just go look under my bed for that $100,000. $100, oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's so true. I mean, there there are a lot of people who overlook the amount of of work and and learning curve that goes into the Mm -hmm. podcast and oftentimes you'll find that even people who are have that attitude about it they're like well yeah if you just have enough money then it's no problem well to get started Mm -hmm. maybe that gets you a decent (laughs) following to start but if you're not producing good content you're not gonna be able to keep an audience for very long Mm -hmm. and i would find that more often than not even if you have a smaller audience if you have a smaller setup if you're using free programs if you're using you know low budget technology and, and all that kind of stuff if you're producing quality content over time, your audience is going to maybe stay small for a while, but gradually get bigger and they're going to stay more consistent and more, more loyal to you because you actually are building your way from the ground up and people appreciate that. You know, they, they look for the underdog Mm -hmm. stories, right? So it's not necessarily how fancy your equipment is or how nice your software is. It's, are you producing content that people want to listen to? Are you an enjoyable person to talk to and to listen to? Are you producing something that people are are that they feel they feel good about whenever they hear it? Whenever they get done with an episode, are they excited to look for another one? Um, you know, it's it's that kind of stuff. It's it's not necessarily. I mean, don't get me wrong. You you definitely need the equipment and software if you want to get to the higher scale kind of level of, of podcasting. <laughs> but just to start off, you know. Anyone who's trying, anyone who has an idea for a podcast, no matter what it is, no matter how dumb they think it is, always try it, you know, because you never know. There's there's a niche, there's a niche audience out there for every topic. I mean, somebody's going to find it interesting. You just got to find that person. Absolutely. You miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about equipment. So for me, I want to be transparent to what I use. So I am currently using... Um, a sure MV seven. This is after, cause I've been editing, sorry, editing audio for 12 years. Wow. And this is just stuff I've been looking for throughout the time. Before that I had an AT 2020 and for my audio interface, I am using an Eddie roll UA 25 EX. And this thing is from 2008. Wow. So <laughs> it is, it's, it's quite dated and it's still working fine. I don't need the newest fancy thing for that. It, if it works fine, that's cool. I can fix it with duct tape if it breaks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, sorry, I wasn't sure if you were done. Anyway, cut you off again. <laughs> and see it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, and I mean, on over on my side, I, you know, you guys know, talk to me is a transparent channel. We talk about everything behind the scenes. Um, I'm using a Blue Yeti USB mic, and it's the same mic I've used for two years now. Actually, more than that. Uh, probably about three years, because um, I used a, a little Meteor mic I got from Best Buy for like 50 bucks uh, for a solid three or four months. And then I got this guy as an early Christmas present because it was on sale. And it's lasted me all this time. It hasn't caused me any issues. I mean, is my audio quality the absolute best? Probably not. Can you understand me though? Sure. And that's all I'm looking for. I mean, I use Audacity as my editing platform. It's free. It's easy for me to use. It's mm-hmm. very user friendly. Um, you know, I use Anchor as a hosting platform, as you guys know, because you hear my ads. Um, again, is it the best? Probably not. Is it good for starting up and and for somebody who's not looking to make a ton of money? Sure. It's easy. It's free. It's you. You know, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, there's user friendliness. So it, it all depends on what works for you and what you're looking to get out of the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all baby steps. There's a <laughs> lot of resources out there. Sorry, there's a lot of resources out there. So it's up to you to just take your time. Mm-hmm. Take a look, see what's out there. Maybe there's some pretty interesting people who will teach you a lot more. Like, uh, what's my friend's name? Oh, Brendan. Brendan <laughs> can definitely help you out with that, all that as well. Because Brendan is very passionate. He's been doing this for many years. And... You know what? He had two podcasts at one point, so the dude knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, that those are strong words. No, knowing what I'm talking <laughs> about and having a lot of ideas that might not work are two very different things. <laughs> uh, but I, I do have some experience, and I'm always open to helping new people with, with this kind of stuff because I know how scary it can be to reach out and ask for help. I mean, I did my podcast for a year and a half 
actually, no, I, I hit the two year mark before I decided to actually reach out and ask anybody for help. Um, and mm-hmm. after hitting that two year mark, one of the first people I reached out to actually was Alex. You know, he helped me out a, a ton with learning a lot of the software and, you know, how to improve audio quality and how to, you know, sync up, you know, audio files with clapping and the, the 10 seconds of silence and all that kind of stuff is just stuff I never would have imagined even being part of audio editing before meeting, you know, some of the people I've met in the podcasting community, like Alex, like Patrick, like Joanne. Um, and having those connections is what made me, you know, not only a better podcaster, but made me really enjoy my craft because I got to (laughs) make a product that I was proud of and have the fun conversations on the side at the same time. It wasn't like I was just having a good conversation and then it sounded terrible when I went to post it and I wasn't proud of how it sounded anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you brought up a really interesting point. Be passionate. Mm-hmm. Well, not be passionate, but just enjoy mm-hmm. what you do. Because the moment you start enjoying what you're creating, you get more into it and you get to just share more of it. So you get to be a better educator. Yes. That's a word. Yes. I, I know words. <laughs> An educator, teacher, professor, teacher of life. Yes. But if, the, if you're not passionate about it, then it becomes very difficult to transmit a message. And Podcasting is very unique in the sense that if you're not really passionate about it, it translates very well Mm -hmm. through the microphone. People can hear if you're like very passionate about something or you're not passionate about something. Mm -hmm. They really can't. So like, sorry. Yeah. So like for me, I'm sorry. I I didn't end the scene. (laughs) Alex. Uh, So like for me, you would probably hear it in the tone of my voice if I did a podcast about, oh, geez. Counting tissues. I don't know. I'm looking at a tissue box. Counting tissues. I might not be as passionate as if I did a podcast about hobbies. Mm. And you will hear it very clearly. I'll be like, so there's a tissue box in my room. It has this like arch, arch shape kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's tissue like it probably has two thread counts. Yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's 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 basically it. And you'd be like, oh, nope, off right away. Right. And, and that ties to a really interesting uh, aspect of, of podcasting that I think doesn't get talked about enough, too, which is running out of things to say. Um, I know mm-hmm. that there are, are a lot of people who have podcast ideas and they're like, yeah, it'd be really fun. But what if I run out of things to talk about? You know, like I get 50 episodes in and I realize that that topic's kind of bled dry. For one, mm-hmm. sometimes it's OK to get that far along and then decide it's it's you know time for a, an end to that project and time to start another one. Amber two, if you're passionate enough about something, you will find almost any way to talk about it in any capacity mm-hmm. possible. <laughs> um, if it's a show that ended, you're going to find other ways to talk about that show. There's a, a podcast I used to listen to almost religiously. Uh, it was called Potterless, and um, it's all about Harry Potter and all that kind of stuff. And the guy had never read the books before, never watched any of the movies. So he spent the first you know, half of the podcast focusing on reading the books, analyzing them, watching the movies, analyzing them. But there's only so many books and movies, right? So it's going to end mm-hmm. eventually. Well, after that, he started watching fan-made you know, YouTube videos about it and, and mm-hmm. talking about those. He started talking about the different aspects of the wizarding world, you know, what house you are, what beasts exist. You know, like there's so much in those like, between the pages, you know, and that people don't often read about that you get to talk about, too. So there's always more to talk about, even if the content's not quite there. You just got to be a little creative and and really, you know, we talked about earlier, having that passion and that drive is something that is going to motivate you to bring even topics out that you hadn't even thought about before. And you're absolutely right. The whole idea that if you created a podcast and it only has 12 episodes, cool. That's okay. Mm -hmm. 12 episodes is what you needed to transmit your message. Maybe start a new series about something different, Mm -hmm. or maybe even after you start that new series, you come back and create another series. Again, you're it's perfectly fine to take a break from a podcast, a hiatus for a week, a month, a year, two years, five years, and come back. Mm -hmm. No one is forcing you to do it like every single day. It's the pressure to do it every single day can get to certain people. And it's more important to take care of your own mental health before putting your own like sanity at risk in a sense to just read this fictional goal of reaching a hundred thousand listens in 10 days right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I can't tell you how many friends i've I've had in the podcasting community that were really excited when they got started they had all these ideas all this ambition and they got maybe five to ten episodes in and they said you know what i'm working myself to death i just i can't do this anymore you know I'm, i'm editing 
you know, for hours on end and I'm, I'm posting all the time and I just, I'm getting burnt out really quickly. I just, I'm, I'm going to back away <laughs> and they just never come back to it. And <laughs> if podcasting is not your thing, it's not your thing. It's okay to test it out and then back out if it's not your thing. You want to make sure you enjoy <laughs> it. But more often than not, the mistake that they make is they think they have to be consistent, you know, post every week and edit every night and, and you know, constantly be working on it. And while that would get you good results, that's a quick and easy way to make you hate podcasting. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, your goal should not be to hate podcasting. It should be to love podcasting, but more so it should be to love your project, you know, love whatever you're working on. If you're not enjoying it, then you shouldn't be doing it. And if you're getting burnt out, give yourself a break. That doesn't mean you need to quit what you're, what you're doing, or it doesn't mean you need to just power through it and hope that everything turns out. Okay. Like Alex mm -hmm. said, mental health is, you know, the first, you know, should be your first priority as a podcaster. Make sure that you're okay. If you have any other staff on your team, if you have a co-host, make sure they're okay. Make sure anybody who's helping out with editing is okay. Um, because that should be for first and foremost before the product. Because your listenership <laughs> should understand if you need to take a break from your project. It shouldn't be, you don't have an episode out this week? All right, we're unsubscribing. You know, most people, mm -hmm. I would say, are, are better than that on average. Mm-hmm. And for me, so I post my episode every single week, mm -hmm. but I also record ahead of schedules just in case maybe some weeks I don't want to edit. I don't want to record. I just want to take a break. Like, so my son was born in October in uh, October, 2020, 20, sorry, 2020. Yeah. And I knew it was going to be hard to record while raising a child, especially in the first few months because they wake up like pretty much every two hours <laughs> or so. So I decided to record enough episodes so between june to august to last me a full year so technically right now i still have episodes that i've recorded back in august 2020 that have not been released yet mm, wow so that way so the whole year of 2021 up until like september 2021 didn't record a single episode but i still release every single week the episodes i just take my time because for me editing is a relaxing time yeah it's my me time i say to this i say this to people podcasting is the perfect especially for interview podcasts the perfect extrovert introvert hobby because the extrovert part is you interview people you get to communicate with people the introverted part you get to edit your own podcast and mm -hmm. doing it alone <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's absolutely true i'm i'm somewhat of an ambivert i'm not sure if mm -hmm. that's a common word in most languages but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i found i learned about this word like a year ago and now i like using it for everything um but yeah I, i'm somewhat of an ambivert so the social part of me absolutely loves the conversations i love having you know what, what we're doing right now getting to just banter and talk about stuff that we're passionate about and just throw ideas around and come to conclusions and you know do all that kind of fun stuff but on days i'm not really feeling like talking to people i can just sit down and edit stuff and that's perfectly fine too you know i know people who are complete introverts that actually love podcasting because, you know, similar to our structure, maybe they don't have to go out and actually meet the person. They can just talk to him over a, a Zoom call or, or, or on Discord. And that helps a lot with their social anxiety because they don't have to be face to face with somebody. Um, it still brings <laughs> out their, their social, you know, uh, what, what would you call it? Social freedom in the, in the sense that they can discuss what they want to discuss, but they don't have to worry about going outside or doing any of that kind of awkward interaction. They can just relax and do their own thing. And so that now, nah, you know what? No, me, me, I'm that douche. I edit my <laughs> podcast while it, while hanging out with my friends. I bring my whole PC into their house, <laughs> just set up everything and just like, shh, everybody, shh, editing, <laughs> yeah. just ruin their entire night. <laughs> yes, and that is the way to do it. You just, you know, you're in the middle of a coffee shop. You just, you know, you, you ask all everyone in the coffee shop to just quiet down. You pull out your phone, you start recording episode right there. <laughs> and then, and then you edit it wrong. as loud as possible at that table uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but it, it's it's podcasting has a little bit of everything for everybody if you're into graphic mm -hmm. design that's a huge part of podcasting you know if, if you like just kind of sitting by yourself and being creative and kind of playing with audio i know i like doing audio effects so making myself sound like an old-time radio uh is really mm. fun um you know that that's just something that you know you, you get that creative freedom of getting to do and at the end of the day a lot of people are really paranoid about recording with video because they don't have to like they don't want to have to worry about how they look or how their room looks or you know splicing things together to make sure they fit perfectly with audio you don't have to worry about that you could honestly never tell that there were cuts if, if you're careful enough about it so currently right now we're recording this episode through zoom and brendan has a still photo of himself 
every time I look back on it, I think he, I just, I don't know why, but I just imagine that it's actually a video <laughs> and he's just not blinking. <laughs> I'm like, geez, he's really good at staying still and doing some ventriloquist stuff right now. But <laughs> I really need to fix but that, yeah, that picture because everyone says that. It's, it's a beautiful picture. Thank you. It's a beautiful picture. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Podcasting has a lot for different people, even people who want to create stories. You can write a story and just read it out loud. Mm-hmm. So it's really just the thing for everybody and if you're not into interview podcasts you can do a solo podcast you can do your own kind of like autobiography in a podcast format yes no exactly i mean there there's a ton of you know opportunity for creative expression and for for individuality and yeah there's like podcasting genres that can kind of you know limit some things in terms of of if you run an educational podcast you might think oh i need to do this type of education or if you run a comedy podcast you may think that every episode needs to be hilarious and you're just writing jokes nonstop. that can be a, mm-hmm. a an obstacle for a lot of people just write what you like you know i don't script out my episodes mm-hmm. i write a couple ideas or a couple questions and just kind of go from there um i know some people who script out their episode from the intro down to the outro everything every word is scripted I don't find that enjoyable. Some people do. If they do, then that's up to them. But, you know, just do whatever feels natural for you. It's your, you know, it's your project mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. Well, it's really funny you said that because just yesterday, somebody left a comment on my Instagram page or post. Mm-hmm. So I every week or the, before the episode comes out, I do a little post saying, hey, this is the next coming or upcoming episode coming out. It's about this. So this week was people watching mm-hmm. as my in my guest's hobby. And this, it triggered a guest, somebody who just wanted to leave a very long detailed comment saying, I'm wasting my time interviewing these people who, who don't have interesting hobbies. Or he's like, oh, I've, I've met like 25 Sarahs who do yoga. These chicks, they're not interesting hobbies. Or somebody who does, does knitting, that's not interesting. You got to do more interesting hobbies like snake singing or glass eating and stuff like that. And he just went off as if. Wow. And in my mind, I'm thinking, if you don't like my podcast, cool. Go listen to another podcast. I'm not forcing you to listen to my podcast. There's nothing. But of course, I didn't say that. Instead, I did like a, a corporate response. I'm like, thank you for your response. <laughs> At this current time, we cannot accommodate your demands. And just this whole thing. And then I added a claim number or like a (laughs) a complaint number that's like 27 digits. That's awesome. Can you just like record an audio, like almost like a voicemail answering machine box for that exact response and just like send that to people? (laughs) I don't like your podcast topic. Dear valued customer. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear on here, but <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it out if I need to, but okay. <laughs> Dear value I customer. I don't give a poop. <laughs> I love it. That'd be, that'd be great. Um, but no, I think that, you know, it, you're exactly right. Not only does he not have to listen to your podcast, he just doesn't have to listen to that episode. You know, if there's something yeah. he finds more enjoyable, then it's like you said earlier, your podcast is a pick and choose your own adventure. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not an episodical. You don't have to listen to every single episode by any means. It's, you know, choose the one that you find most interesting and stick to that. I think that for, mo- for the most part, a lot of podcasts are like that. I mean, my show is definitely like mm-hmm. that. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to listen to the last episode and then this one and then the next one. Go listen to, you know, the episode three weeks ago and then go listen to the episode five weeks from now. If, you know, if that's what you want to do, don't. You don't feel like you have to follow every single thing that I do all the time. That's kind of the freedom in getting to choose what you listen to. Yeah, exactly. Our podcast is kind of like a library. Right. You're not going to read every single book in the library. I like that. that, is, that <laughs> or like is a, a grocery analogy. store <laughs> or even a grocery store. You're not going to eat every single food product they offer. I, I like <laughs> Might that. Might be closer to act, act to talk acting. <laughs> I, I appreciate the the reference. Um, I think that needs to be a. I think I think we need to make a meme about that. Have like a, a library that's just my podcast and it says, "Hey, like is somebody complaining about a book? Like, hey, the great thing about being in a library is you don't have to read every book." Dude, you're just giving me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I found this like template called Meme Template. Oh, I like. And that. I'm like, oh, I just I write a word. I'm like food. And see the memes that come up and I see an image. I'm like, I can make something out of that. <laughs> and since you mentioned this, I have some ideas right now. Awesome. I, I How dare you give it. me ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I just am full of ideas. Are they ever good? Sometimes. Yes. But I... <laughs> yes. All the time. All the time. I'm going to be the one telling you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that. 
But this episode has gone on for quite a while now. I know it's getting late over on your end. I don't want to keep you up when you have uh, children to, to look after. So um, I think that kind of wraps up all the points I had. I, I did want to end this off by listing a bunch of educational podcasts. You know, there's like the mm-hmm. uh, the the more you know podcast. There's um, you're wrong about, you know, there's like all kinds of podcasts like that. But after having this conversation, I think it'd be more valuable to just say, go find a podcast that you like listening to because they're all educational mm-hmm. to some degree. Absolutely. Even if it's not an educational podcast itself, you can learn from it. Experience is the best teacher. Mm -hmm. And figure out what you like. I mean, if you're interested in Greek mythology, there's a podcast for that. If you're interested in video games, there's a ton of podcasts for that. If you're interested in hobbies, I got one right right here for you. (laughs) Um, you Or maybe you're just stuck in a funk and you don't really know what to do with your life. Listen to somebody who has a uh, smooth voice that is very easy to, to listen to and, and encourages you to try things that you probably never would have thought about before, like uh, pole dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or listen to a podcast about agriculture where it comes at a very relatable approach, whether you're very experienced, in about, or very experienced about it or just starting. <laughs> what's, what's that podcast called? Um, uh, it's, I think, speaking of the ag. Yeah, speaking of the ag. No, uh, this podcast right here. I'll definitely be starting a second podcast called Speaking of the Ag now, just so you know. <laughs> it's the poetic version of it. Yeah. I just, to speak or not to speak about the ag. <laughs> I just redo all my episodes, but, but in Shakespearean. That, that's a challenge. You know what? Oh, man. I can see you just like, maybe I could. <laughs> I, I I can't stand Shakespearean or else I would do it. <laughs> um, but, You're just yeah. being spiteful about it the whole time. <laughs> To be or not to be. <laughs> Doth thou eat uh, I don't bread? Care. <laughs> uh, That'd be pretty entertaining, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, it would. Well, have you seen um, Shakespeare in Star Wars? No. So, no. Somebody rewrote all of the, the dialogue in every Star Wars movie, but in Shakespeare, and it's wonderful. That's what I love, the creativity of it. I love it. That could be a whole podcast in and of itself, just making things Shakespearean. There you go. There's an my idea. daily my my daily narrator Shakespearean. <laughs> Alex wakes up. I don't know how to do a Shakespearean per se, but like <laughs> something along like Alex looks at himself in the face, truly disappointed by his looks. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like David Attenborough doing a nature documentary right now. Yes, <laughs> that's what we need. I, I wish I was narrated by David Attenborough. That'd be great. David Attenborough, if you were listening. Could you please narrate our lives, please? That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> I, I will pay top dollar to have my, my life narrated by David Attenborough. But anyways, uh, before we close out here, Alex, do you have anything else you would like to uh, add on to our conversation? Uh, well, all I have to add on is just say thank you again, Brendan. This has been so pleasant. You have always been a wonderful host, and I always enjoy the conversation. Sorry if we go a little bit off track talking about chocolate milk <laughs> and babies with no kneecaps. I know the mafia don't like that because they can't break kneecaps. <laughs> just but, to make uh, that joke. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're thinking the same. But like, like I said, you're very easy to talk to, and I truly appreciate it. I always love being a guest on your show. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate your kind words. Um, I It's a bit of a shame that it's been so long since we've been able to do an episode together, but you've been busy with your son. I've been busy with school. It just kind of you know, mm-hmm. hasn't quite worked out yet, but I'm glad we were able to reconnect. It's always a pleasure. Um, it's always every conversation we've had since way back when we met on Voice Hub all those, uh, yeah. all those years ago was like a year and a half, almost two years ago now. Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, good times. And I'm, I'm, hoping that we are able to connect again soon and have some more conversations like like we're having now um mm-hmm. but yeah why don't you go ahead and remind all the glorious people where they can find your stuff and how they can contact you if you want if they want to perfect so yes i am the host of the podcast called time for your hobby i can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts but my main host is podbean but you can listen to it on spotify apple podcast Podchaser. um stitcher all the places you listen to podcasts i am also present on social media so if you want to find me on instagram it's time for your hobby and if you want to find me on twitter it's tfyh podcast i am very active on there i do a lot of memes because i have a weird mindset that wants to do podcast memes that's who i am but uh, yeah i am there and if you want to contact me you can contact me through twitter or shoot me an email at time for your hobby at gmail.com once again, my podcast is open for 
anyone, and I mean anyone with a hobby. If you have a hobby, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I go skydiving while cooking uh, filet mignon. <laughs> That's like, you can be like, oh, I collect rocks. Cool. I want you on. As long as you're passionate about it, that's the type of person I love. Yeah, he even had me on there, so the standard is not very high. <laughs> Mike talking about you, your your episode was awesome. Public speaking, and then because you know we really related because I did uh, interview, I did public speaking as well, so we kind of like just really connected on it. So no, your your episode was amazing. <laughs> I actually still have. I only have one episode of my speech podcast still posted, and it's your episode. So yeah. I. <laughs> It's just Thanos to just all of them except one. No, I, I actually I recorded a bunch of other ones. I just never posted them. So that was the only one mm. I ever posted. So I was like, you know, I got to leave it up there. That was a good episode. But oh, thank you. I feel honored. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back someday. And, and when it does, I might have to have you back on. But um, yeah, so thank you so much, Alex. I, I heavily encourage anyone to go and check out Time for Your Hobby. It's a fantastic podcast. And if you have any, you know, interesting hobbies that you think people would like to hear about or that you just like talking about, give him a call. You know, he's, he's, mm-hmm. as you can hear from his pleasant voice, very fun to talk to. Um, and there's always goofy, mm-hmm. you know, antics to go on with every episode on either his podcast or any podcast that he is part of. So you're going to have a good time, even if absolutely nothing gets done in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the headline right there. Have fun, but get nothing done. Yes. Rhymes. <laughs> I like it. Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, um but yeah so i think that kind of wraps everything up um i'd just like to kind of close out by saying uh podcasts are here to stay i hope you know they are infinitely valuable in in more ways than just education or more ways than just fun they bring a lot of value and and meaning to both the podcasters and the people who listen to them and especially to the guests because they get to have their voices heard in ways that they probably never would have gotten that opportunity before so that being said unless you have any other Closing statements, Alex. I think we're ready to wrap this guy up. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. All right. All right. Well, here at Talk Academy, we, we love you too, Alex. You're, you're a good friend. Mm. Um, thank you. But uh, yeah, so thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope to catch you all next week. Don't forget to go check out Alex. All of his links will be down in the description below. And don't forget, if you wait today, thank a farmer. Mm.